Hey church, it's so good to have you back with us. Can you believe that it's the last Sunday of May? I can't believe it. We feel like we are nearly halfway through the year and then look, it's already, we're a couple of days off from winter kicking in. A whole new shift is happening in all of this. So I want to bring you a, a word that I feel that God's really put on my heart as I've just kind of walked this journey out with you guys from a distance and understanding what that all looks like. So I'm just going to invite the Holy Spirit to come on in and just to really bring a peace so we can all just tune into what the word wants to say. So Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord God, that even though what doesn't make sense to us makes 100% to you. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you know exactly what is going on in this world. Although there's so much uncertainty, Father, in you there is so much certainty, so much security, and we want to bring you all the glory and all the praise. And everybody shout, Amen. So, you know, one of the biggest things that I've been navigating through this is just the language that people are choosing to use through this pandemic, just the way people are reflecting now, because now we've been in it for close to three months here in Australia, at least anyway. And let me take that opportunity to really thank those who are coming in from all over the world. But really, the last three months of our world here in Australia, it's really shifted. And this is when we've really started to see it. But now I'm hearing the language of people. So there's a lot of discussion about the mental health situation of our society and what's going on in that environment and what we need to look at what's going on. And I've began to hear this. There's a lot of discussion about that. There's been an interruption to the way we do life. There's been an interruption to the normality of what we used to do in our, in our day-to-day living. So I began to understand what does an interruption mean? And the, the, the dictionary tells us that an interruption is an interval or a pause, a transmission, intermission, sorry, and soon we'll be, we'll be back to normal. So when we go to concerts or things like that, there's always an intermission. So they're saying, we're just going to put a pause on things and we're going to come back and everything's going to resume. But what about if I challenge you, church, this morning, that we are not going through an interruption, but we're actually going through a disruption. That God has come in to bring a disruption to the world that we know and our existence. I know I can look at the greater world here and I can look about what's going on, but the reality is I'm the one who's got to move out of these four walls. I'm the one who's got to outlive this situation that I'm in. So I began to ask God, is this just a pause? And why would you bring a pause when there was so much excitement? Like I know I've been reflecting on the fact that we threw out a 30-day fast at the beginning of this decade. We declared to God that we're just really believing for great and incredible things for 2020 and the decade that we're stepping into. This is not exactly what I was thinking when we were actually praying about that season. So I looked at the word, what this word disruption means, and a disruption is a forcible separation. So we're in, in interruption is just, there's just a pause. We're, we're going to get back to normality. But if you believe that this is a disruption, it's been something that has forcibly taken upon us to separate us from what we knew back then. So I really want to speak into this, that I think that we're in a very, very much a defining season that we're living in right now. You know, I feel quite privileged, as you would, that the kids that are coming through are actually going to be studying this season that the world went through as a globe. And we can say, actually, I remember living that out. I remember when this change came in. I remember when that change came in. Even the world that we're going to go out to is going to be different because of certain things that have had to take place for us to accommodate the changes that were coming in to accommodate the disruption, the forcible separation that God was bringing in. But do you know what? These disruptions that, God, that has been, happened in our world are not just very unique. 
you know, as I began to just really start to look at society and how things, and we can talk about world wars that really change the world the way we live in. But do you know what? Right from the very first book of Genesis, there was a world change. In the very first book of the Bible is the first disruption that happens. Six books, very first book in the Bible, only six chapters into it, we have our first global disruption. One of the most forcible separation known to mankind in that. Within the first six chapters of the Bible, not years or thousands of years into this, six chapters in Genesis comes a very first forcible disruption to mankind. It's in Genesis chapter 6 that we find the story of Noah and the ark. And most of us, that's a beautiful little story where we've got pictures that we learnt when we were in kids' church of little animals going up to the ark and we just see the pictures. And some of you that will grow, will, were raised in church, you know the story of the, the songs that we used to sing to bring in that story. But I choose to disagree that it's just a pretty little story that happened in the Bible. I choose to differ with maybe most of them. It's not just a nice kid story. It's actually something incredible that is very similar to what we're going through. There's a lot of similarities that I began to do and I could actually list them because it took me ages as I began to break down that one chapter, that one story, that, you know, that great kid story of Noah and the ark. But Noah was forced to separate himself. When God spoke to him, and you, you grab it, it's in Genesis chapter 6. When God spoke to Noah, he said to him, I'm not going to just bring a pause. I'm actually going to bring a disruption to what man is doing in this world. You can talk about the frustrations and we can talk about the sin that was there, the reason that God allowed it to happen. But I don't want to focus on that. I want to talk about the similarities that what he had to go through, we're having to go through so many centuries later. So Noah was forced into a separation from everybody, from the ones that he loved, from other his friends and his family, his neighbours. He was called, you're going to separate yourself. You're going to go into an ark, he's talking about, and you're going to close the door on that ark. You're going to be forced to separate yourself. And guess what he brought into the ark? His household. In this pandemic, that's what we were told. You can only stay with those within your household, which is just in itself just incredible. And when he came out of the ark, even in all of that understanding, when he came out of the ark, life as he knew it was very different. Everything had changed for him. So he could have spent the 40 days in the ark going, I just hope when I get out there that everything's going to go back to normal, that everything's just going to be exactly what I want. But something shifted in that time for his 40 days. And we're pretty much doubled that as we're into the 90-day season of that. Where we're going, we want everything to go back to normal, but the reality is we can't just go through what we went through and have normality. So we get so caught up in a pretty picture that I feel the enemy just wants you to just kind of brush it off. It was, oh, Noah in the ark and the animals all went in two by two, which is real to that point. And the fact of the matter that Australia, we brought in that we could only have two people maximum. There's so many, I can't even go there. We may wait to get back into church and I can actually preach it really good. But I believe that God was bringing a disruption into mankind and to be able to bring in that season of going saying, God was saying, I will bring a disruption to rebring my purpose and my destiny. See, this COVID-19, 
is purposeful. I'm going to say that in the name of Jesus. This COVID-19 was purposeful. You know, you can say, but Pastor Mel, how do you say something so awful that took so many hundreds of thousands of lives? How can that be purposeful? I don't say that the virus was purposeful from God, but I'm going to say to you that what God has allowed to happen, he has turned it and we're going to see good come out of it. No matter what is happening in the external, everything that happens to us is for a purpose and God will bring greatness and fruitfulness into those who know him and have a relationship with him. So there is us being as a pastor's family, we've we've known of many people who have suffered even from our family back in Italy. They did this very, very different to the way we did it in Australia. We saw the intense suffering. There's people around this world right now that are tuning in and you have had to engage in such heartache as you, you walk this journey through. But I just want to bring to you that this season has its purpose for us. Does it all make sense? Is it could have been dealt better? Absolutely. But the Bible tells me that everything that happens, God that happens to me, God will turn it. Doesn't matter what it is. God says, if I give it back to him, it will turn for good. So note that sickness is bad. God doesn't allow sickness, but he'll learn, he'll let the atmosphere of what it takes to be in that moment of sickness to bring glorification to him so that you will see things that you not necessarily see if you've not been in that situation. But what God is intending a disruption, you can always turn it back to just being an interruption. You can make a choice to go, all I want, Pastor Miller, is to go back to my normal living. I just want this to be, I want to go back to normality. I want this to be just an interval. I just want this to be an intermission. Everything to return back as normal as possible, as quickly as possible. The world is crying out, can we go back to normal, please? And I find myself sometimes going, I just want normality back. Because you just walk into your workspace or you're walking to and you have no idea what's about to come onto that news. You don't know what announcement's coming. Normal, though, is standard, the dictionary says. The world has defined it. That normal is standard, it's conforming, and it's average. So when you say, I just want things to go back to normal, I want you to say this. I want things to go back to normal, and I want them to be standard, I want them to be conforming, and I just want them to be average. But I know, ICC, as a church, that is not who we are. We would not have done a 30-day fast to remain standard, conforming, and average. Come on, let's be there. Come on, someone shout an amen. We would not have pushed our own boundaries at the beginning of this year to say, yes, God, please bring normality in. We were saying, God, we want the supernatural. We declared that this season would be we're walking, that we're going to see the supernatural. Well, I want to tell you, we are going to see the supernatural. We are going to push into a season that doesn't make sense. But we know that we know that there is more to what is happening around us than what we're understanding. In a time in our life has come, we've come to a time in our life where we have to choose. Are we going to continue the life that we on or are we going to make a separation just as God asked in Genesis chapter 6 as a first separation happened? So this morning I'm praying that God will speak to you of what you need to take with you from pre-COVID-19, uh, pre-COVID-19, and what needs to stay there. I want to bring that picture of the, of the ark for you. You know, Noah, 
After building the ark for such a long time, the Bible says for years he built this ark in just a faith level. He just got a word from God and he just kept believing. Even though he was trying to tell people about it, there was very few people. He got mocked as he started there and he started to just say, I just heard from God and this is what he's told me. And for a hundred plus years he had to build this ark and he just trusted God even not understanding. But I want to talk to you, Noah walked the plank as we know in those pretty pictures, but not to his fate. He actually walked it to his destiny. He walked that plank not realising what he was going to walk into. But we can talk about the fact that he walked the plank to his fate, but I'm going to tell you that he walked the plank to into his destiny, into what God had always called him to be. Noah stood there at the top of his ark. And he watched everybody watching him, ridiculing him, going, what are you doing? How foolish you are. And as he watched, as he pulled the lever up towards that ark and he closed off and he caused a very firm separation from the world that he knew to the world that he was going into. And in that 40 days that he was in the ark, where the the storm was raging and the storm was going through, And he had to navigate, learning how to sustain the animals, learning how to work in that environment of you've got lions and you've got bees and you've got all, just imagine it. Let's take this little cute picture out and look at what Noah would have had to go through, just to go through not even knowing what tomorrow was going to hold or when it was going to stop. He had no idea what rain looked like because there was never rain. Remember, that is the story where the first rainbow is seen. It's that promise from God where he said, I will always show you that I will never do this again. He stepped into a place where the fear of unknown, which could have been causing him to go back to what just wanting God, I just want normality back. What we're saying, we want pre-COVID. But what we're going to do is we're going to say, God, can you keep me in the past? Because I'm fearful of what the future may bring. But I want to talk to you, ICC, faith does not change what is actually happening. Faith changes the way we see it happening. Faith demands the truth of the word of God to come forth. It forces his promises for you and I to come forth. See, he had given a destiny over Noah and he said this ark is going to set you up into the destiny journey that I want you to walk in. And coming out of that, he had to believe in the moment that he was in it, but understanding that even when he came out and the world was very different, very lonely, very still there was, there was nothing for him to go back to normality with. And some of you going, what do I need to change? What needs to come through? I've learned things about my friends that I never thought I would see that in them. And they've risen up. The people in this worship team that you guys have, the journey that we've been on has been incredibly difficult for us. We weren't set up for this immediate online, but yet we've not missed a beat in it. So let me just quickly thank our ICT worship team and everybody around it. You don't realize that church was one day a week, really, where we came in and we did a service. Church all of a sudden went to seven days and we're now thrown into living out this season of going, we're coming in and recording all different days, every different time. Guys are coming in in their lunch break and everything like that to be able to just survive through this arc season. But I want to talk to you that things are changing. Even when we come back to church, things will be different. You'll be hearing announcements as we come back. As At the moment, the governor said no change for the church yet. It brought in very little change. 
But soon it will come back and the world that we come to will be different. So there will be changes that we're going to come to. Every day things were changing. That was the, the, the quickness of, uh, that took me by surprise at how quickly things shifted and quickly things changed. Every day there was a new introduction to a new standard of living. My daily routine was changed. My normality shifted into suddenly having different things. Technology just ramped itself up, which I didn't like and I still don't like. But there's still things that I have to realize. But do you know what the God, what God showed me is that he spoke. There's about 120 scriptures that refer to God moves suddenly. He moves so quick. And I began to just get a glimpse of what that looked like. But this morning, I just want to read you one scripture. I want to take you through one scripture that really is heavy on my heart that I wanted to just show you. You know, the book of Um, if you're reading a lot of the word at the moment, I want to bring you to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah has really spoken about end times. You know, I've got a lot of my end time friends who are really quite heavy in this. They've just ramped up their their talking at the moment because we have. We've ticked off incredible revelation uh, chapters because we see things are moving and the enemy is trying to bring in and sustain some stuff that is in the books of Revelation. But Isaiah really prepares the church for the end times. So if you want to go, if you, if you know the word, I want you to just actually try to spend the next couple of weeks just unraveling Isaiah. I just want to bring you one scripture in Isaiah 28, 21, where it talks, it talks about the, the, the life that we know is bringing it to an end. We can talk about the rapture. We can talk about the changes that are coming. But I want to read to you in Isaiah because he has a visitation from God in so much. He has an incredible storyline of what God does with his life. In Isaiah chapter 28, verse 21, I want to read to you. It says that the Lord will fight. This is talking about the end times as as the world that we live. The Lord will fight as he did in Mount Perezim and in the valley of Gibbon in order to do what he always intended to do. Strange as his action may seem, he will complete his work, his mysterious works. So while he's talking about the end times, I was interested to realize that God says, I'm going to fight in the end times just like I did at Mount Perezim and the way I did in Mount Gibeon in order to do what he was intended to do. So I want to take that in order for him to do what he intended for my life to live out after this is always going to happen. So just because of time, what happened at Mount Perezim? I'll do you the homework. In Mount Perezim, is where David was called to be king and he defeated the Philistines, the whole generation of Philistines. And in the valley of Gibeon is where the people came up against Joshua, the Canaanites came up against Joshua, and he defeated all of the Canaanites through the authority that he gave Joshua. So God says, I, the Lord, will fight as I did for David in fighting in the Philistines and as I did for Joshua, two great men of God. They were both times where God defined the way life was going to be. God rose up and changed the course and did things differently. You know the word presum, it says that he will come up as as he did in Mount Presum. The word presum means it's a rapid breakthrough. So it's not just a breakthrough, but it's the Bible says it's Mount Presum. It's it's actually attached to a mountain. So he He declared that that mountain is actually a mountain of breakthrough. Now, in the natural, mountains are huge. They're defining landmarks. 
They really separate cities from towns and valleys from places. It's, it's a really defined moment. Yet God said, that mountain, that's going to be a mountain of breakthrough for you. So I want to speak into you. It doesn't matter what you're carrying in this world. You need to understand that even though it looks like we have a mountain at the moment, that might be mountain COVID. Maybe that's mountain anxiety. Maybe that's mountain fear. I don't know what that is. But what I tell you is that mountain is actually going to take you to your breakthrough. It's defined as a breakthrough season. So this COVID-19 mountain that we're facing right now, it will define us. It will begin to speak the breakthroughs that God wants us to do. Every season in our life has its purpose. Every season in our life has its reason. And in this season, that fear and anxiety wants to take itself to a whole new level in, in, in us or that it's trying to bring to a place where we're working out from fear and anxiety. How about we shift ICC and we start to begin to work out knowing that that mountain is my mountain of breakthrough and God is about to change that mountain and cause that mountain which separates us to be the very thing that we see God's victory in. He states in the scripture that the Lord will fight as he did at Mount Presum in order to bring what he intended to do. I love the second part of that scripture. It says, strange as his action may seem. Do you know what? There's a lot of strange things happening in this world. But what he says at the end of that, he says he will complete his work, his mysterious work. You know, when I began to do it, and because of time I won't be able to go there, but his strange work talks about the supernatural. He's actually preparing it. So I want to speak to you, ICC, for those who are not part of our internal ICC family. We did a 30-day fast and we labelled it a year of new, a decade of new beginnings with the expectation of supernatural. So new beginnings, that's it. We're here. God's going, I'm resetting. I'm causing a Noah chapter 6 thing happening here. But the supernatural is in that scripture. He says, I will complete my work, his work, and it's a mysterious work, which is a supernatural hand of God. Strange work means the things as you knew it are going to change. Strange work is another word that used as supernatural. So God is about to show up. So when we come back out of these four walls of our, our internal thing, we're going to see the supernatural happen. So I don't know what's going on in your world, but I do know that God wants to move. So right now, I don't understand most of the things that are happening, but I have got such a peace, a shalom peace knowing that I actually don't need to know. As much as I'm a person who wants definition, I'm not going to have definition. So right now I want you to begin to step into that and realise that what you're going through, that mountain of faith that you're seeing right now and you're trying to grab it, it's a mountain and it seems so hard and so impossible. But I want you to begin to see it. It's my mountain of breakthrough. When I climb it, I'm going to see victory. I'm going to see God's authority. I'm going to see God's healing. I'm going to see God's power. I'm going to see God's anointing. I'm going to see my mantle come where God is going to use me. So I want to just want to ask you, wherever you are right now, to bow your head as we just ask the Holy Spirit. Right now, I want him to speak to you. I want him to speak to you. I want you to see that mountain because some of you are in this season and you see that mountain and you see that mountain is, it's heavy. You're struggling. I feel that someone even now, you're struggling to just find joy because it is such a mountain of heaviness. Because reality is, you don't know where the finances are going to come from. And the government isn't supposed to be our financial aid. 
Your finances have got to come from your Jehovah Jireh. So I want you to begin to see that mountain and what it is. And then I want you to see that mountain. But I want you to speak to that mountain and declare, you are my mountain of breakthrough. You are my mountain of prison. And I declare that you will bring a breakthrough into my finances, into my anxiety, into my fear. And I'm going to start to climb you. And I'm going to start to see the hand of God. And just as Noah pulled back that lever as he drew that plank up and separated himself from the world that he knew, you're going to start to pull that up as you begin to say, God, start to do an internal work inside of me so that when you start to climb that mountain, you will see the great, strange work, mysterious work that God wants to do in your life. So ICC, I don't know what it is that you're carrying But I do know this, that right now God is internalizing it to heal your inside, to heal your heart, to heal your brokenness, to heal our our, our fears and anxiety and let joy rise up. You know, the last time I spoke online, I spoke about the joy that I have to find. The joy, the world can't take my joy away because the joy didn't come from the world. It came from God. So they can't steal my joy. They can't steal my happiness because my security, my joy, my happiness doesn't come from the world. So they can't steal what they don't have. So right now, if I'm speaking to you in that and you are in that place where you don't find joy, you're not finding the peace, just realize you need to take it off because the world's taken it from you. COVID-19 is carrying it for you. You need to take it off them and take it back to the throne room of God. In Jesus' name. Someone shout me a mighty amen wherever you are. God bless you. Have the greatest week, ICC. See you next time.